Hello and welcome to Vitamins for Breakfast, the podcast that aims to feed your soul and create connection through conversation. This is episode two of Diversity Beyond Borders with Sylvia. On today's episode, Sylvia shares what her experience has been like as a woman of color in the entertainment industry. She boldly vocalizes the changes that need to occur within the media and gives some words of encouragement to those who came to this country for a better opportunity. Let's get started. A lot of people nowadays don't live from their heart space. They live way too much in the mind and the mind is very attached to the ego and there's been a lot of brainwashing that has been happening with the mind. So People are no longer seeing people as people. You know what I'm saying? It's like we don't yeah. enter an experience from our heart where it's like, yo, I'm gravitating towards this person because she's a nice girl. Like, oh, well, she's not this. The mind can easily get in there and make you think a bunch of things about somebody and completely change the entire experience like with somebody. Um, a couple of months ago, actually, oh, my God, it was back in December or January. Um, casting directors made a call for... Um, to actors who were Native American and Indigenous. So I got to meet a lot, a lot of uh, wonderful people. Uh, I met this guy and he's Native American, but you know, he looks like a Mexican. And he told me, I prefer to say that I'm Mexican. And my family told me to always say that I'm Mexican before being, you know, before telling people that we are Native American. Yeah, because automatically people think like Native Americans, oh, you're an alcoholic or you're like a savage, right? So they prefer to be labeled as a Mexi- as Mexicans. I don't, I didn't ask them why, I didn't ask him anything else, you know, that's, that's his business. Um, but it just breaks my, my heart that because of a label, you know, you can be so limited and it really, you can have a, you can have a psychological, you know, there's a lot of things going on in, in yourself, you know, like I've been called India most of my life and I am not India. I am not from India. I am Native American. You know, I am from the south of Peru. My ancestors are Incas, even before the Incas, you know, but I always felt blessed because of that label. So labels are, and you know, the most, the, the most scary thing is like, because of a label, you you can make people believe that you even yourself like you believe it right because of what you see on tv oh you know black people are so dangerous okay you're thinking oh wow i'm dangerous you know or like oh not native americans are savages and like that and educating alcoholic you're like wow am i meant to be an alcoholic yes you know, yes dangerous. yes no absolutely 100 percent because like you said, there's also not a psychological factor to the stereotyping that now, of course, is it just a dangerous thing because of how people are reacting to it? But how are you reacting to the label within yourself? And like you said, if the media is telling you, you know, uh, as a black man, you're going to rob and steal, you know, and they're just perpetuating this narrative to you, then you wonder, like, is that really who I am? Am I meant to do this? You know what I'm saying? It's just a level of questioning of yourself that happens to the point that you lose sight of who you really are. And that's why it's so scary because the last thing I ever want is to look in the mirror and not have developed a narrative of who that person is reflected based on my own deductions versus what the world told me I am. You know what I'm saying? Because it's so hard 
that's what I'm saying. There's so much unlearning happening because now people are learning that there's so much beauty to their roots. You know, there's so much power there. There's so much love there. And there's been a narrative that it's like bad, bad, bad. Yeah. And it makes you question, question why did they want us to seem so bad? You know what I'm saying? Like usually when something is so good, they have to make it seem so bad. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? They look they love to demonize us, make us scary, make us, you know, dark and make us like, you know, just like you said savage like and but it's yeah. like is it really like that? Maybe we were just so beautiful loving people and y'all just couldn't take the fact that we had such a natural divine connection that everyone has access to. But I feel that a lot of the origins um the people who are like people say, you know, African or you know, African roots, indigenous roots, whatever that might be, we just had like a natural connection to the divine the source you know what i'm saying it's just like this kind of knowing you know we talk about the mayans the people always talk about the fact that these people had some sort of knowing of like calendars and times it's not like nobody came and told them it's just like this knowing of of things so it's just like even with the egyptians people talk about how did these egyptians build these pyramids you know what i'm saying like it's just a knowing that that was there so i just it's very interesting that they have tried to water that down to a point where it's now negative and that always wondered why you know why is that because there's always an agenda behind behind everything you know what i'm saying so i'm just like why why y'all hate us so much <laughs> and that's the power that we have people when they will call me chola i will be like so upset but now i'm like yes i am chola so proud I'm proud yeah wow that's who i am and i love it mm. yeah i am brown and i love my color scheme you know yeah. i love my cheekbones yes <laughs> so yes. I, i feel like i have my power back i never knew i had it I, i didn't know i had it yeah wow that's so amazing i'm so happy to hear that too because we don't want people to deviate from all the things that that make you who you are you know i don't want people to water you down to a point where we have cases of people who bleach their skin we have people yeah. who get contouring do things to try mm-hmm. to make themselves look more european-esque and it's just like the last thing we want is for people to lose sight on the things that really make you so beautiful to who you really truly are you know what i'm saying and i guess though i'm a little curious because i met you through background acting you know so you are essentially doing things within the arts on your instagram i see that you dance a lot as well Uh, when you came here, you know, you said, I hate the nine to five. So you pursued um, the arts predominantly or w- what were you doing? Like, So when I came here, um, I was already fascinated with the human mind. And why do we behavior in a, cer- in a certain way? Why do we react in a specific way? So I wanted to either become a psychologist or an actress <laughs> yes both no those are like one in one <laughs> yeah, yeah so um i was like well i want to try it out acting and i i born i was born dancing i don't remember when i learned to dance i all she came out dancing <laughs> I, i remember i will be four or five years old you know be in front of my tv and just dance and dance and dance And then my fam, my mom, she will like enroll me to ballet classes, marinera, like 
uh, festejo, which are like different uh, dances from my country. So I will dance everything. Uh, but when I was here, I was like, okay, what is my passion? What do I really want to do? I am in New York City, you know, I can do whatever I want. So the most important is like, I need to find my passion and, uh, and, and really uh, to know why am I doing it, a bigger purpose. So I took dancing classes, I took acting classes and I realized I want to become an actress. Uh, of course, my family weren't happy, excited, excited about it. They were like, not too old but you're not yeah what old but is it gonna be work for you like you know they were like you know your family (laughs) yeah yeah trying to put like problems already there (laughs) and uh one of the reasons i never took an acting class in peru is because even though uh caucasian people in peru we we do have white people there represent less than 10 percent i'm talking about maybe six percent five percent they are the majority in our media. I'm talking about TV, movies, I'm talking about um, uh, news, everything. So I've never seen people like me in the movie, in in TV, having like a little role besides of being just the, you know, la la sirvienta, la chacha, you know. So I always thought like, if, if I, if it ever occurred to me, uh, to become an actress in Peru, I will say right away, like, well, I don't want to be a cha-cha. That's not who I am. Okay, no, I'm done. I don't want to be do that. Because I've also seen a lot of people who, because of being white, it doesn't matter if they don't have talent. Just because of being white, they will already have an acting career. So I never thought in becoming an actress in Peru. When I come here, I say, well, Salma Hayek, you know, Sofia Vergara, so happy. Maybe, maybe I can't, you know, why not? Uh, but I think that is the best decision I ever made in my life, besides coming to New York, of course, because I really, as an artist, I really got to know myself more than ever. I started to love my roots, my indigenous, and, you know, in Peru, we have a lot of this, like, okay, you want to be part of something in there so everyone if they dress in a certain way everyone wants to dress like that if someone someone oh everyone likes someone you know things like that in here if i'm like wow every person is however they want to be and the more you are you the better right so definitely it wasn't it, it, it's been a huge challenge for me to become an actress here but one of the reasons, and that's something that I've been shaping well in, in, in all my you know, acting career, is that I'm becoming an actress because I want to break stereotypes of what it means being an immigrant, what it means Latinx, what it means being a Native American. And I want to promote and keep promoting, you know, being inclusive and celebrate diversity. That's my goal and that's what it keeps me going every single day. I work on my on my craft every day. I work on my voice. I work on my accent as well. I work in myself. And um, one of the biggest things, I, I wouldn't even mention the, you know, the fact that I was learning English, the fact about my accent, because it was a lot thicker back then. But I will say the biggest thing is that I found out 
there is no Native Americans, indigenous people in Hollywood. Latinos, you only see white Latinos in Hollywood. Yeah, Selma Hyatt, I love you. Sofia Vergara, I love you. You're all white. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. where's, where's like the representation of me? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying, like Latinos are, every single color you see asian latinos you say uh, you know black latinos indigenous latinos, mixed latin yeah like native americans native americans first first okay first america is not only a country okay it's that continent that's you what know? i'm saying that's what got me so aggravated i was like wait he wait hello like there's so much more to the and, the and what's crazy is that america is like the example to everyone everyone wants to be like america mm -hmm. like they mm -hmm. everyone's trying to follow the media everything exactly. america sets the tone for the world Every, and it's world. so and it's so it's weird so true and and it's something i understood why Peru they have more Caucasians on TV because they trying to um, how do you say to follow whatever the US is doing and the United States don't realize okay yeah uh, they have 10% of Latino what it means to be a Latino that is, we're not talking about ethnicity we're not talking about race it, Latino is a whole a different thing but Whatever TV show, whatever movie, even news, they get world cast worldwide. And other countries copy them. That's why in Bollywood, everyone trying to look the lighter. We don't need, okay, because we only have 10% Latinos in the United States or like 9% black uh, people in the US, then we need 9% also in, the, in, in TV. No, no, we need a true representation in our media because what we tell is how we create reality and it, it both ways you know if you, if you are a true artist you need to you need to serve the reality i've been acting i i, I actually just signed with a management <laughs> congratulations so much um, yes but I realized we don't have people, you know, okay, there's not too many people working in front of the camera, my, mm -hmm. people of color, but because they're not writers writing about yes. it, because they're not directors, because they're not people producing. And that's why I, you know, I, I took the Artist Weight um, course. It's like a 12 week, you, you read this, this book about, um, Cameron, she's a wonderful, um, you know, artist, and she teaches how to to develop your creativity. So one of the exercises in this book is like you have to write every day. So I've been writing every day for like the last six months, and I realized I love to write and I love to stories. And I say, you know, this is how I can make justice to my people. So I'm I'm taking right now. Uh, screenplay screenwriting classes online and I'm writing my first themes and I already have an idea for a short that I'm, I'm writing and also a tv show that is gonna be that I, yeah that I'm writing too because because I'm like you know I cannot wait I was just about to say I, that I mean who's gonna who's gonna write a of uh, a Dominican uh, family who came here and they have a beautiful daughter called Shayla and she's doing a podcast. Who's going to write about it? 
who's gonna write about like Sylvia who came all the way from Peru, you know, because she was tired and exhausted and here started from zero. Who's gonna write about that? We have to write about that. Exactly. So, it's like yeah. the saying, it's like the saying where people say, if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. It's like, if you want something to be done right, do it. Like a lot of times we're waiting for someone to make something happen for us. Yeah. And I get it because we live in a society where a lot of things have been given to other people. A lot of people have been given a handout and we're, mm -hmm. we're waiting where, when and where is our handout. But unfortunately, we can't wait around for us to get it. Why not us with the knowledge, the experience, the understanding, the perspectives now create something that can actually tell the story properly? Because like you said, media shapes the masses and American media is shaping the masses worldwide. That is why we still have all these issues that are widespread that you talk to someone in a different country and they can still identify and understand racism and colorism, although they don't even speak the same language as you. Mm -hmm. Because this is something that's predominantly here. And like I said, America sets the tone. So it's so crazy to me that, you know, we don't want to focus in on the root of the issue, which is the media and the way the media is portraying the conversations. And like you said, and portraying the people, because if you're going to put someone who's indigenous, but they look white, you know, it's not it's not a proper representation. You know what I'm saying? Like there's been plenty of movies that I've seen that I, I can't even name, but it's just like it was like one movie that was like Egypt or something. And they had the characters very whitewashed. And I was like. Egyptians didn't look like this, you know what I'm saying? Even the yeah. conversation of Jesus, they tried to make Jesus look like this person who is white. And you're like, wait, Jesus, you know, if you go back to the Bible, this man had melanin in his skin. Like, why are you trying to act like, you know, he is white? Because of course that helps the narrative of whatever the narrative was, it's still trying to be pushed today. But like you said, it's not just the acting, it is the writing, it is the producers, it is the editors, it is everyone that is involved. Exactly, yeah. because yeah, we can get you there, but can someone tell the story about you the right way? It's just crazy. I I don't know what is gonna happen in the future, but what I know is whatever happens, I'm gonna be happy. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna enjoy whatever I'm doing, dedicating mm -hmm. to my art. Yes, and that's what it matters, you know. Yes, because I Absolutely. really enjoy doing doing this. It makes me feel complete. It makes me feel alive. And that's the purpose right there that's your purpose. yeah mm -hmm. and i know we i don't own this life something can happen at any moment but mm -hmm. if i know like okay i'm biking and something happens to me i know that i did everything i did everything mm -hmm. i do to live my life to the fullest so that's the most important mm -hmm. That hit me like a ton of bricks because a lot of people, it's that fear, you know what I'm saying? We live in a fear-based kind of reality. Um, and it's a lot has happened to get us to have so much fear. But in you talking about that, I, I realize that that is a real common trend with a lot of us, especially as creators, you know, you, there's a sense of fear in, in, in almost everything we did. Like you said, like you can go outside and something can happen to you tomorrow, especially even with, these, with the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, you have someone like George Floyd who didn't think that his, his day would end that way and that his life would end on that day so it's like we always have death back here because that's what comes in 
in when the moment you come into this world that is also with you you carry that with you until you know it is the time and that flight or fight mode has has transferred its way into our social experiences now we're afraid to go to an audition we're afraid to speak up we're afraid to do all these things because it's just all this sense of fear has been ingrained in us so i'm happy that you brought that up too because especially as you know i'll, I'll speak on like the latino community um when you come here as an immigrant you have a lot of fear naturally because you're here as an immigrant so you live life here in a different you know in a different state of mind you know you could be treated differently just socially um politically that also has a strain on you as well um you know you go to healthcare you know just to get you know medicine or whatever everything is just different so it's just a sense of fear that you feel when you go every day about your life but if you honor why you did it why you're here i don't know i just really feel like the world conspires to help you you know yeah. what i'm saying and i think you've definitely noticed that in your life as well It's a whole energy. People notice. People notice it. Yeah. Um, you know, I did feel when I just moved here, I didn't speak very well English. I was working uh, serving soups and doing salads and yeah, people sometimes will make fun of me of because they didn't know if I was legal, if I was illegal. Uh I feel I was living in, you know, fear. I felt less, but uh, I was very lucky to to be surrounded by people who helped me out, who lift me out. Uh, my boyfriend was there with me all this time. You know, we grew up, we we grew as a couple as well. So I just think life is beautiful and. The most important is like never stop exploring, right? I'm talking about in your art, in yourself, in life, because you never know what it could happen. You have no idea. Like someone asked me when I was 16 years old, like, oh, do you know you're gonna be an actress in New York City? It will have never occurred to me because the first time I came here, I even was considering just staying over and whatever happened because I never felt that I was able to come back even to get a visa I felt like no there is no way they're gonna give me a visa back no I was like maybe I should just stay because there's no way I can have a visa and come back here you know but I found a way to come back and find a way to stay and to live my dreams and I'm just so thankful and so grateful that I have the opportunity that at least I can work on it, that at least I can educate myself, like, and at least I can have a good acting coach, that I can have a voice coach, that I can, people like you, like, supporting each other, you know. I'm so grateful for this, and this is something that every day I remind, remind myself, that I'm really privileged to be here, and I'm trying to honor every day that privilege that I have. Amen, because gratitude is so important no matter where you are in your life. Gratitude, it's so important for real because, yeah, people don't realize that 
the things that you are afforded big or small is a blessing because even when you turn a doorknob like there's people with parkinson and physically cannot grab a doorknob and 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 that might be so small but you realize that it's a privilege at the end of the day it's a privilege that you get to breathe that you get to you know eat and it's like you know it's not through a tube right you know what i'm saying like there's people who have real life situations that really help you live in a place of gratitude and i think that when you go through life kind of how you have it really makes that sense of gratitude it never goes away you know what i'm saying like every day you can feel that sense of gratitude and even although i didn't go through the same experiences you my own experiences throughout my life my challenges have led me to understand the importance of gratitude so kind of getting into the wrap up question at the end of the podcast i always ask someone a wrap up question um i'm going to ask you both in english and in spanish you can answer in both in one whatever you like um you know i definitely wanted to do at least one part of the of the episode where it is tailored for um the community um for the latino community for the latino or the spanish speaking you know there was a moment for them within it all because i know you know speaking english throughout the whole time if you don't know english it's hard to understand what's happening um especially if you weren't listening to mtv to learn your your languages you know it might be difficult so what advice would you give a person who is new in the country and feeling undervalued targeted due to their citizenship their status of speaking the language English specifically and the color of their skin. So I'm going to try to now say it in Spanish and my Spanish isn't too great. I might chop it up, but I'm sure you'll understand. ¿Qué tipo de consejo tú le das a una persona que es nueva al país y se está sintiendo como inferior al estado de su ciudadanía, su habilidad de hablar el lenguaje y uh, a basado del del color de su piel? Primero Primero, me encanta escucharte hablar español. Gracias. Pero si eres nuevo, si recientes has mudado aquí a Nueva York, a Estados Unidos, a buscar el, el sueño americano, primero te digo, reconoce todos los días cuán valiente eres en venir por ti y con tu familia hasta que reconoce tu fortaleza, tu poder. No cualquiera hace eso. So eres una persona muy fuerte. Lo segundo, estén fe de que todo va a estar bien. Y yo sé que this is not easy, que esto no va a ser fácil. Pero tú continúa trabajando. Tú continúa siendo agradecido. Sé buena con la gente. Rodéate de gente que te ayude a mejorar. Que sea como tú, que tenga la misma manera de pensar. Y agradece por la oportunidad que tienes, pero también agradece por el nuevo, la nueva vida que yes. tus hijos van a tener. Yep. Agradece porque eso va a venir. Todo lo que estás pasando va a valer la pena. Mm. And now in English. So, what I wanted to say to my people who are immigrants just like me, feel first recognize how strong you are and the power you have. Recognize how far you've come to be here and keep working, keep being grateful, keep the faith up and keep surrounding yourself with people who have the same mindset like you. Other people, let her go. But it's important, always be thankful for the results of this sacrifice of what you're doing because the people who are going to enjoy it the best are going to be your, your 
your descendants, you know, you're doing this for your family and for yourself and you will see your results. Keep the faith. Just always keep it in, keep it in your mind. That's something really powerful in that. In being, thank you so much. And uh, like, be grateful with yourself. Agradecete. Gracias por mi nueva vida. Thanks for my new life. Thanks for what I'm building. Thank you because my 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 sons, my they are gonna see this change. Whatever I'm doing now, they will enjoy this. You also will enjoy it. So just keep the faith. Oh, I love that. I love that. Especially that you intertwine faith in it because faith is so important, especially during this time of so much uncertainty. Faith is so important because yeah. It's just a trust in the unknown because everything is unknown. Every day is unknown. You know what I'm saying? Like even your present right now, that was unknown to you yesterday. You know, this interview right now, that was unknown to you yesterday. And here you are, you know, basking in the unknown. And it brings so much good energy when you just embrace it and have faith that it's going to be okay. And everything is going to turn out fine. You are living proof that that is the case um, for anybody who is like, I don't know, I don't know. You are living proof that you have faith, you, you know why you're doing something, have trust that it's going to work out, and that no matter what happens, good or bad, you will find a way. Keep that type of perspective in everything that you do. And like you said, which I loved, is surround yourself by people who share the same vision as you and want to radiate love towards you. Because, girl, the components are very, they're simple. You know, the components are very simple, but it's hard to really step into that. So I'm so happy that you mentioned everything that you mentioned. I'm so happy that you joined me today. All to create inclusion, all to bridge the gap, all to shed light and highlight the stories that are unheard and not told enough. Um, thank you so much for caring so much that you're dedicating your life to changing the narrative in your unique way and it matters no matter how you're doing it it still matters so I'm so thankful for you all across the board thank you so much Shayla I really enjoyed our conversation yes and yes. Uh, you know little things like this they create change and yes we can keep growing together and mm, amen inspiring more people you know to amen. do whatever they want to be and do you know yes yes before, i think we need more happy people in this world doing whatever their passion is thank you so much for stopping by for some vitamins on today's episode if you enjoyed it please comment subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and share with anyone you think can benefit from a little vitamins for breakfast mm-hmm.